You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back. You're here at Leading and Learning with David Spell, and this is episode number 94. Today, um, we're going to talk about the best practices for Christianity. You know, you hear this, this phrase, best practices, kind of bandied about in the business world, in the corporate world, and even sometimes in the volunteer uh, arena. But, you know, and it's good. It's good that businesses and organizations have their best practices uh, organized and systematized. It's just, it's really going to help them be successful. Um, but what about in the world of Christianity? What about in the church? What about in your own personal Christian life? What do you think are some of the best practices that you're going to find Christians all over the world doing? What are the things that we have in common that maybe even unite us as Christians? And you know, every Christian is going to express their faith and live it out a little bit differently. Um, but there, you know, there are going to be cultural things. There are going to be um, other things that kind of come into play. But there are some sound practices, best principles, and um, that every believer should participate in. And, and so I'm going to give you four of these best practices for Christianity. And these activities and often and others are often referred to as disciplines of the Christian faith. They're designed to help us grow in our faith and in our relationship with Christ, to help us become more mature um, in our Christian walk. And number one is, probably no surprise, reading and meditating in the Scriptures. You know, the Bible is God's gift to us. Um, the Bible is the Word of God, and, and Christians believe that the Bible is inspired by God and provides direction, comfort, instruction, even rebuke when we need it. And as the Scriptures become a part of our life, they'll begin to affect the way that we think and the way that we view life. Even Jesus, the Lord Jesus, found His identity in the Bible. Um, in, in Luke 4, I believe it was, when he preached his first sermon in, in Galilee, he, he read from Isaiah the prophet, I believe it was chapter 61, and, and, and talked about how, um, and, and the passage was, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor and heal the sick and set those that are in bondage free. And, and, and he, he finished reading that passage of Scripture, and he said, today... This scripture is fulfilled before you eyes, your eyes. So he, he saw, he understood his identity um, is something that he had, he had gotten from the scriptures. And for those who have, might not have developed a habit of reading the Bible daily, and it's an easy habit to fall out of if you don't really put it first, a good personal challenge might be to read one chapter a day. You know, I challenge people all the time, listen, if you're not reading the Bible at all, you got to start somewhere. Why don't you say five minutes? 
Can you read the Bible for five minutes a day? If you don't have five minutes in your day, well, I don't believe you. You know, put your phone down, turn the TV off, get off Facebook, get off the computer, pick your Bible up, five minutes a day. Um, Or even just say one chapter a day. If you start in the New Testament, if you start with the Gospel of Matthew and you read one chapter a day, you'll be done in a little over six months. Um, you know, there's there's 260-something chapters, I think, in the New Testament. And you'd be done, and you could turn around and start doing it again. So um, a chapter a day, you'll read the New Testament through um, before the year's up. Listen, it'll really help you. And, you know, if you use electronic um, means, if you read the Bible on your phone or your tablet, um, the Uversion app is a great, great tool to help you read the Bible. They've got many uh, reading plans about different subjects that'll help you, so, so check it out. Listen, I can't stress how important reading the Bible is. Um, if you read the Bible every day in this coming year, I promise you it'll change your world. So number one, reading and meditating in the Scriptures is, 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 is our number one best practice for, for growing as a Christian. Number two, Spending time in prayer. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, he said we should pray always or pray continually. For Paul, prayer was like breathing. It it should be that natural. Um, But you know, too often our prayers become formalized and prayer becomes more of a ritual than than a natural expression of our love to God. Um, And reality is many, many, many Christians don't pray at all. Maybe before their meal or maybe in church, but... You know, prayer for them is not a daily, um, a daily discipline or a daily habit, and it really needs to be. If we want to grow in our relationship with God, we have to talk to Him. We have to set aside some time. and And I would just encourage you again, if I, if, like I said, five minutes a day reading the Bible, can you pray for five minutes? Can you say, you know what, I can pray for five minutes every day. If you prayed for five minutes every day, it'll change your life. Some people say, wow, you know, five minutes is not very long. Listen, if you're not praying at all, five minutes is awesome. Make it a habit and see what God might do in your life. And if you have trouble getting started praying, this is where reading the Bible will come in and help you because there are so many prayers in the Bible. I mean, the Psalms is a whole book of them. And then in the New Testament, Jesus gave his model prayer, the the Our Father prayer that we all know from from our days in church. Um, But this is a great way to to start off praying. Use the model prayer that Jesus gave. Use the prayers that Paul wrote in his letters to the churches. You can internalize those and make them your own. Again, it'll change your life. Now, I've still got two more best practices um, about Christianity that will help you. We've talked about reading and meditating in the Scriptures, spending time in prayer. But now, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Reflections on the Resurrection. You know, we're talking about the best practices of Christianity, and, you know, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is the most important event in history. And I don't believe I'm overstating that at all. Without the resurrection, Christianity crumbles like a house of cards. Without the resurrection... We can close our churches up, we can throw our Bibles away, and you know, go back to living however you want to live. 
You don't need to worry about best practices if the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is not real. That's how important the resurrection it is. Is, is it historical? Is it accurate? Um, is there evidence for the resurrection? Absolutely. And my book, Reflections on the Resurrection, is designed to help you articulate why we believe the resurrection is a historical event. It's a, the, the book is apologetic. In other words, I, I make a case for the resurrection. It's devotional. It's going to draw you closer to God. It's going to give you some things to, to meditate on. Great for personal Bible study. And it's also educational. You'll probably learn some things that you didn't know. So check out Reflections on the Resurrection. There'll be a link in the show notes. And I know you will love it. Well, as we've said, we, we were talking about the best practices of Christianity. We've talked about reading the Bible. We've talked about praying. Number three is joining and participating in a local church. Pastor Bill Hybels um, says this. He says, the local church is the hope for the world. And, you know, that hasn't changed in 2,000 years. The, the local church is still the hope for the world. We are designed to live in a community. God never intended for Christians to live life on their own. Our destinies are intertwined. And maybe you've heard those people say, well, listen, I can you know, meet with God by myself. I really don't need other Christians. I really don't need the church. You know, It's just me and God, and, and you know, uh, I'm a spiritual person. Listen, that's hogwash. That's just garbage. Sure, you can connect with God on your own. But God never intended for you to live your life, your Christian life, by yourself. He always intended it to be lived in community. When you read the New Testament, when you read the, the book of Acts, and you read Paul's letters, you see that the church was God's invention from the very, very beginning. We find encouragement there. We find strength there. We find hope there. And this is as we join our lives with other Christians, other believers, going in the same direction. Every Christian has talents and gifts that are meant to be used to serve others. It's so selfish for somebody to say, oh, I don't need to be a part of the church. I don't need other Christians. People don't realize it's incredibly selfish because you have gifts that God has placed inside of you that, to be used in serving others in the church. Sure, we can serve others outside the church, but remember the church is the community, the household of God. And it's, it's the place where we go and meet with Him. And so don't ever think that the church is unimportant. The church has an impact in communities all over the world. It has for 2,000 years, and it will continue to do so until Jesus comes back. And if you've had a bad experience in church, hey, listen, we all have had bad experiences in church. But you know what? I've had bad experiences in restaurants too, but I still like to eat. So just because you've had a bad experience in church, don't stop. There are great churches out there. If you look, you'll find one. You'll find a place where you fit in. I promise. And then number four, number four, the best practices of Christianity. Number four is make disciples. You know, Jesus gave some instructions right before he left the earth. And his last instructions were this. Go and make disciples of all nations. That's in Matthew 28. Go and make disciples of all nations. Those were his last instructions to his disciples. I think that's probably something worth taking a look at. If those are Jesus' last words to his disciples and to us, 
That's probably something we need to think about. This was the mission that Jesus left to his followers. And you know, there's many different, there are many different ways to accomplish this task. But the thing to ask ourselves is, am I involved in making disciples of other people? This kind of goes back to our involvement in church. Sometimes we're just kind of selfish. You know, we don't want to get involved in church. We don't want to serve. We don't want to help. We don't want to do any things. We're just focused on my own life, my own family, my own job, doing my own thing. Well, that's not how God intended us to live. God intended us to be a part of a church. He intended us to be a part of helping other people come closer to Christ. How are you doing that? Are you helping other people come closer to Christ? Are you helping people become disciples? Are you making disciples like Jesus said? Different churches are going to approach it different ways, but our goal should be the same. We should always be looking for opportunities to create other disciples and help push other people closer to God. Now listen, this doesn't mean I'm not taking up for those Christians that use the Bible as a sledgehammer and beat people over the head with it. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about lifestyle evangelism, looking for opportunities to serve, and helping other people grow in their relationship with Christ. And the task before the church is to constantly be looking for ways to, to, to make the message of Jesus relevant to, to our generation. And, you know, we can do that by sharing Jesus' love, sharing His message, sharing our lives with other people. You know, people are looking for hope in the world. And by sharing hope, by being positive, by not being afraid to share our faith with other people, you'd be surprised at how many people will be drawn to, to that life that's inside of you. So we've mentioned four best practices or even spiritual disciplines, as you will, of Christianity. Reading and meditating in the Scriptures, spending time in prayer, joining and participating in a local church, and then making disciples. Did I miss something? Do you think there are some other things that we should add to this list? I'd love to know what you think. These are designed as a starting point. And if you participate in these things, I promise you're going to grow as a Christian. You just can't help it. But are there some other things that we should add to the list? I'd love to know what you think. So go to davidspell.com, leave your question or your comment in the, the comment section for today's post. I'd love to know what you think about this. What did I miss? What do, I, what do we need to add? And let me know what you think are the best practices for Christianity. So davidspell.com. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to get my free newsletter. It's designed to, to, to help you. This blog comes out three times a week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Of course, Wednesday is the podcast. But, um, you know, the, the, the tagline on my website is, is helping you go farther in life. That's my goal is to help you live your best life, to go farther in life, to give you some tools that are going to help you. And so sign up to get the free newsletter. Join the family. I'll never give your email address away. I promise it's safe. But um, subscribers also will get my, my free subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. It's full of um, other leadership tips, um, other great uh, information uh, information about new projects that I'm working on, and also um, letting you know what Annie and I are doing in Brazil and in our ministry. So it's a great way for us to stay in touch with you. So subscribe at davidspell.com. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. And until next time, 
Uh, This is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.